Hello, and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis discussion podcast of the End Defender community. My name is Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And this is Fliffo, because he uh, won't be quiet as much as I try. Fliffo feels strongly about today's game. He might. I don't know. I don't know if he's played it. Maybe. I don't know what he does when I'm not here. Like, well, maybe... Check your Steam hours, then then you'll know for sure if it's, it's like... True. If it's it's more than you expect, then that's that's Fliffo Kitty, in the middle of the night. Did you learn how to code? <laughs> did you learn all about variables and stuff? Oh, oh, shitty. <laughs> uh, oh boy. <laughs> so how are you guys doing? I'm pretty good. I am finally relaxing after like a couple weeks of having crazy deadlines and like full weekends of work. So yeah, that doesn't sound nice. like fun. Well, I mean, the relaxing part sounds like fun, but yeah. <laughs> I'm doing great, but I'm super stressed because we have like game projects going on. Mm. Do you know what you're doing for yours yet? Yeah, we're like two weeks in or okay. one and a half. So do you just have like a little, a small team and you just like make a game? Yeah, the nice. teams were bigger than I thought they would be. Oh, how many <laughs> 17 people? 17 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more than I would expect, I guess. That's not tiny. Yeah, you could like, you could like make a real ass game. You could, I yeah, mean. we're going to make a real ass game. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of like, like student games, like Among the Sleep was a student game. I think. Yeah. And that ended up being pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, I never I, played it, I, but... It... I, like, totally forget that in, in, like, when thinking about, like, games that Shanbo has played on stream, like, Among the Sleep would not have occurred to me. I'm like, oh, yeah! <laughs> we watched him play that. Not that it was bad or anything, and not that it, I guess, like, I didn't think it was particularly unmemorable or anything. Like, it, it was pretty interesting at the time, but I just, it doesn't stick in my head at all. Yeah, it's Same, it's funny that way. I, I, I actually I actually forgot that he streamed that <laughs> until he said something. I was just thinking of like, oh, that's a game that was made by students. Um, that was that a long time ago. That feels like it might have been a long time ago. I End mean, of summer perhaps. Oh, okay. yeah, something uh, like yeah. that. It it was it was only like two or three sessions long, like it, because it's not a super long game. Yeah, that that might be why I I don't remember it. But we, yeah, we like specifically there was that whole huge thread on the forum that contrasted that one and uh, Papo and Yo, because like they're both about like relationships with alcoholic parents mm -hmm. and like how that how and, that worked out and being a child and coping with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're very different. Yeah, extremely different. Yeah, and they they focus on like very different age groups of children. Yeah. So like I think that's a big part of it. Uh, but yeah, I yesterday I went to I have discovered it, that there is a store in the Seattle area called the Root Beer Store. Oh, it just sells a variety of like fancy gourmet root beers. There's also there's also gourmet root <laughs> yes fancy gourmet root beers. I had one today that was um called Oso that was a butterscotch root beer. Ooh, that sounds very interesting. That sounds really good. I don't really like root beer that much, but maybe it's just because I've only had like crappy mass-produced 
Maybe you haven't had fancy gourmet. Yeah, no, I've, I've only, I'm stuck with like the pleb tier. <laughs> pleb tier. You're not really missing out. Oh, we don't have it here. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like root beer is maybe not a thing that that Sweden would want. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It it just seems like one of those things that that like you can't find outside of the states really, or like you know. I guess I don't. I don't think of it as like a U.S. thing, but I guess it, it maybe it is. I don't. I don't know either, actually. Maybe it's a folksy American thing. <laughs> right. What about what about cream soda, Carl? What's cream soda? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It's you know, cream soda is basically like pure sugar with like sort of a vanilla y buttery taste to it. It's pretty good, but it's like it's extremely sugary. Yeah, I don't drink it very often because of that. Yeah, I'm not actually not a fan of cream soda, but I like a good root beer. Nice. See, I'm more into like really spicy ginger ale. Do you like ginger beer? Yeah, like I ah. I like I usually get like <laughs> I usually get like the the like four packs of cock and bowl whenever I whenever I just want to burn my face a little bit there's from a, the inside. There's, a, there's like a Mexican brand of ginger beer that a friend and I tried from the supermarket one time that like we could not drink because <laughs> it was so spicy. That sounds like it's like right up my alley. But I also I you know I also maybe it was maybe it was Goya brand. It might have been Goya brand ginger huh. beer. Interesting. I didn't even I didn't even know they made. All I, all I know about is beans from Goya. Yes. <laughs> Let me see if that was. Yeah, Goya makes sodas. Interesting. Uh, do they and... have a Do they have a pineapple flavored soda? Because they have a. They do actually. I really I like pineapple sodas, and Goya I Goya pineapple soda. There it is, like first thing on the image search. That's that's a thing that I I miss about um living in places with lots of Mexicans is like like Mexican flavored so like Mexican soda flavors, because like I don't know you like nobody else really drinks like pineapple soda except if you like live in a place with a large Hispanic population. They also have a guarana soda, Ooh, and a cola funny. champagne, and a guava soda. Yeah, I've had guava soda before too. It's it's really good. I just I just like my weird fruit flavors. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Apparently. Not a big fan of mango though. Mango's just okay. I I. I like mango, in stuff, but I don't like like just eating mango. Yeah. Yeah, mango's a very, like, I don't know, intense taste. It is. It's got a certain roughness to it that that you kind of got to... You got to really be wanting a mango right then. <laughs> yeah. You got to absolutely be all on board with the mango train. Yep. Um, I, my, my usual experience with mangoes tends to be via mango lassies when I'm eating Indian cuisine. Uh, uh, which I don't get that often, but I do get occasionally. Yeah. One of those, like, back pocket orders. <laughs> Alright, well, that's well, enough soda <laughs> talk, I think. Do you, do, you, do you guys want to talk about some sodas some more? Well, I can talk about other kitchen stuff, because I, um, I went to, uh, somehow from Facebook, like, I don't know, I guess I clicked on a Facebook ad for something unrelated, but somehow ended up on a website of, like, kitchenware stuff, like products mm -hmm. um and like pretty much every single one of them was something where you go like that's a uh, an interesting idea and then you think about it for like two seconds and you're like 
actually, I could do that with a combination of things I already have that are cheaper than this. Yep. That's that's the great slash terrible thing about, like, Williams Sonoma. <laughs> actually, my, um, my, my stepdad's really into cooking, so he always gets, like, the cooking catalogs, like, with mm-hmm. just all, like, Williams Sonoma, and he gets, like, chef, chef tools, whatever catalogs, and I used to just, like, read those for for no reason like so so like this one is a butter mill which is basically like it's a little cylinder that you put a stick of butter in and then on the top the lid has like a little sort of grater in it and then you turn a crank and it pushes the butter up through the grater so it comes out in like little squiggles so you can spread it easily i'm like oh that seems like in really good and i thought about i'm like or you could just leave the butter out in a butter dish so it's soft and then yeah. you can spread it easily. Or, or if you f- even if you forget to do that, you could just, like, unwrap it partway and, and run it through a box grater. Yeah. If, if you, like, really, really need your butter to be grated. Yep. Um, if you're into that life, I don't know. Yep. Um, and it's, there's, like, here's a, here's a bowl that's got, like, a clip-on thing on the side that's, like, a, a strainer. So you can just tilt the, you know, you can submerge your fruit or whatever and then tilt it to the side and it, like, drains out. It's, like, awesome. Or you could just, like, submerge your fruit in a bowl and then pour the bowl into a colander. Yep. <laughs> All these quote-unquote great ideas. I guess, I guess it just depends on, like, how much, how much stuff you're draining. Like, if, if you make, like, a ton a ton of pasta like that might be useful if if you just eat pasta non-stop all day <laughs> every day you're a regular pasta. but you would still it's a plastic bowl so oh, you so you can't to... like clip it onto your no well, that's that's stupid then <laughs> yeah there's like no point in that that's the worst i keep thinking i want to buy a waffle iron uh, but... you, have two. you have two waffle irons yeah or do you use both of them <laughs> Nope. I have no idea why I have two. <laughs> Send me a waffle iron. I took over the apartment from my brother. Oh. <laughs> this, was it he had a waffle iron and you had a waffle iron? And nope. so like he, he, just ended with two. he just had two. <laughs> Are they like different? Is one of them like one of the big waffle iron? Like a, like a Belgian waffle maker? No, they're pretty much the same. <laughs> Not really. But... One of them is secretly ruined, but it's impossible to tell which one. <laughs> it's like a. One always lies. <laughs> it's 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 the Schrodinger's waffle iron dilemma. You'll never one know. Lies and one always tells the truth. You can make <laughs> one waffle in them. <laughs> and, and and that's the only way to tell. Yep. <laughs> Do either of you watch uh, Will It Waffle on YouTube? I I have seen Will It Waffle. Well, I think you linked a bunch of links <laughs> i may have done that at one point yeah <laughs> yeah no i am a fan of will it waffle of just like putting things in waffle irons you should use carl you should use one of your tube waffle irons to make like fancy savory things yeah uh, the the one the good recipes from will it waffle like i think the one they that turned out they said the best was um waffling ramen like you cook ramen on the stove with like a flavor packet and then you waffle it you waffle the noodles, and the noodles like. I run bacon. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I mean, you probably could. I don't see why not. I think I think the coolest thing I've ever seen. Well, not ever, but like recently, is um, you take like a roll of puff pastry, and you you roll it out so it's like thinner than usual, and you put a bunch of toppings on it. Like you can put whatever the heck you want. You can put like cream cheese and and jam, or like 
peanut butter and chocolate, you know, whatever. Or you can put like savory stuff like cheese and, and tomato sauce and pepperonis and stuff. And then you, you roll it up into a log and then you take that log and you like twist it into a coil. So you've got like this big flat coil disc. Mm-hmm. And then you put that in the waffle iron. So it's like a cinnamon roll, but it's like a, a savory crepe cinnamon roll. Yeah, and it's like like full of stuff. So you like nice. you cut it and it Kitty, what are you doing over there? Hey. Kitty's jumping on the bed, it sounds like. No, he's like I don't know, he's like pawing at my closet door trying trying to get in. Kitty! Is someone trapped in your closet? I hope not. That would be scary. Kitty, what are you doing? Kitty. <laughs> Hi, come here. Come here. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna. He's not doing the thing anymore. So, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Kitty's back. Get excited, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Fluffle. Oh, kitty. Okay. Well, maybe we can talk about the game. Fluffle <laughs> yeah. insists we begin talking about the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. You're so obnoxious. All right. So, Carl, this was one of your games. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, Edel's heart don't break. I'm trying to keep it quiet. How how much? I'm curious how much of it everybody played because I only got like four hours into it. I did not have a lot of time to ask about that. Yeah, I finished it. Oh dang! Um, (laughs) I think at an earlier point. Yeah. I, I, I okay. I I think I have like six hours in, but I spent I spent a handful of that time. Uh, stuck, and mm. I also spent a handful of time just like I'm gonna like just kind of derp around and explore. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a very easy game to just spend a, spend time dicking around in. Yeah, that's and it's sort of also the like the points. Yeah, like, that's how you progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so uh, I have okay, I have thoughts on that, but let's actually do like an overview of the game first and talk about what it is. Yeah. Yes. So you start as Sebastian, who gets a phone call as, with a job offer. That a random, Spe- as a soda so salesman. Yeah, speaking of sodas. Yeah. Speaking of soda, yeah. Great intro. <laughs> and he takes it because his parents doesn't really love him. <laughs> and he travels to a weird town that no one heard of. It's a small island town called Dorisburg. Dorisburg, that's the name. I was like, I can't remember the name. <laughs> On the Isle of Dorisburg, uh, he meets a bunch of people. He meets a bunch of people, and, and some of them are, like, in, in this, I don't know, anti-government type secret group. The government, in this case, being the Computer Ministry. <laughs> yeah. So Stupid name. So I was I was reading it. Apparently, like the point of not the point, but like the the thing about this world is that um, instead of things being made up of atoms, they're made up of bits, which is why you can hack everything. So I don't know. Okay. I guess sure. That... That's yeah. That sure. makes about as much sense as the like <laughs> Pokemon are actually data justification. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't really think they put that much effort into it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so the the main mechanics are sort of an like a, a more or less adventure gamey style. Like you wander around, you talk to people, you use objects in certain scenarios. 
uh, and a hacking component where eventually you you get like a, a little ob weird hack tool gun thing. Um, it's not really a gun. It's it's a they it's call like it a, a hack tool. Yeah, yeah it's, or it's like, like a, a modifier. Yeah, it's a. It looks like a giant etch a sketch covered in weird color buttons and knobs. It's yeah. Sort of a circuit circuit board. Yeah, and so you can go around and you can change the code of things in the game to do different things. Yeah, basically and anything. You use that to uncover yeah. the conspiracy involving the computer ministry. I assume because I got only as far as like starting to hack stuff. And yeah, you kind of don't. <laughs> okay. Do not. Okay. The ending is pretty bad, but it kind of fits anyway. It's I think. Weird. I think I read that there were like a couple endings. I don't know if yeah, that's actually but, accurate no. though. But all of them kind of suck, is what all you're of saying. Them suck. Okay. All right. Like one of the endings, like you die. Oh dang! That's <laughs> that seems like. Another is like you run away from the town. That dying seems like unnecessarily harsh for this game. Like this are game. There, are there any endings in which you actually get your soda job? Because <laughs> oh, I you, just... did, you didn't get a job. Get the no, job. I know you get. Well, you get there and you like are supposed to find your contact. And when you find your contact, he's like, "Oh yeah, you weren't selling any soda, so like we fired you." I because you took too long time. Yeah, yep. I, I got there. I'm a soda salesman. Yeah, I'm, I'm a soda salesman. Yeah. I don't. I don't sell any soda. Um. <laughs> I didn't become one the first time, but the second time I totally became a soda salesman. Uh, all I wanted was to sell sodas, I and mean, I, I couldn't find the guy. I tried so hard. Yeah, I think he just sort of wanders around the town, and if you can't find him, like, you're just kind of screwed. Um, but, yeah, it's... um, it's, That's the thing with the characters, by the way. They all move around. Which can be extremely frustrating. And yeah, nobody, so nobody actually wants to buy soda. Yeah, everyone you. thinks your soda is gross. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody has their own like routine and movement cycle, and like they go about their day doing their stuff. And you, you know, if you want to run into them, you kind of gotta learn where they hang out and like go find them. Mm -hmm. I love the uh, fact that now. every, not even the important characters have, even the like random workers have a work schedule and a house they go back to and yep and a bed they sleep in mm -hmm. <laughs> and, a, and a home that you can totally like raid with the, if you know when they're not home uh, if you just want to go in and steal their cigarettes they're like they're single random loose cigarettes that they just have laying on a table <laughs> <laughs> or their or, screwdrivers or their drug packets or their drug packets or their mixed drinks that they just left on the table mm. a full full glass of like martini I, I considered, so I didn't get very far with the hack tool, but I very much considered being a, a one-woman um, like uh, prohibition crusade and going through and changing all the alcoholic drinks to be to set your drunkenness to zero. Uh, <laughs> that's so that's that not a bad idea. Have, so that no one would be able to get drunk ever again. You monster. They're spending <laughs> machines. That's true. Yeah. I, I very much feel like I have nothing personally against alcohol, but somehow I felt like that seemed in character for Sebastian to me. <laughs> There's a lot of alcohol in that game. There is a there ton. Is. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of drinking the grog when it was offered to me at the party. Oh, so did which I. Which is like 500% alcohol, and you, uh, you pass out immediately. 
and you you wake up in Pixie's apartment. So yeah, somebody does somebody who got further in the game than me want to talk about the romance in the game? <laughs> I can talk a little bit about like I can talk about I the beginning of it. You want to talk about it, Carl? Talk about it. You just talk about the beginning. I'll okay, I'll talk end. about the beginning. So you um you eventually at some point someone will invite you to go to a bar. And you go to a bar and you see a girl and you're like, "Oh man, that girl." And apparently you just immediately fall in love with her. So you talk to her and you find out that her name is Pixie. And Pixie invites you to like go to a rave or something in like a shipping yard where they all hang out. Abandoned mine. Yeah. Um, So you like... The next day you meet her at the bar again and she like leads you all the way across the map to this rave. Um, And there will be a man there who will offer you grog. If you drink the grog, you will immediately pass out and um, wake up at Pixie's apartment the next day. So then she's like, well, I'm going to work now. And um, you, you can follow her to work. And she goes to a shoe store and goes in the back. And you can't follow her into the back until you lure the um, shoe store clerk out with a cigarette. She'll be like, hey, can I have a cigarette? And if you give her one, she'll just go outside and smoke for like ever. And you can, yeah. and you can. She goes back in and then instantly goes back out. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's um like checking to see if you're in the building, and if you are, she just like gets out of the way so that you can like, I'm I'm doing air quotes so you can sneak into the back of the building. Yeah, if you if you talk to her while she's standing outside, you can say, so that one cigarette really lasted you a long time. Yeah. Huh? And she's like, I found a packet of cigarettes. Yep. Um. And then, and then, so you sneak into the back of the building, and you find an office down there. There's a man named Felix at the front desk, and basically that's where like Pixie and her friends work, and they are part of this resistance group, sort of fighting against the computer ministry. And because you are so in love with Pixie, you decide, I want to learn how to do the hacking so that I can join this group. And I love get... the fact that there's absolutely no motivation other than you like this girl. I know. I <laughs> that was like that was like super annoying to me actually. Like I don't know. Sebastian just seems like kind of a dink. Like oh, there's this pretty girl. I want to get closer to her, so I'm gonna join this revolutionary group. Like Some and of I also love the fact that they are. She she has. When you follow her, she asked, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, she gets, she gets mad. I actually, I didn't follow her. I, um, I, I sort of found that on accident. Like, cause I, I got some other tip to go to the shoe store. Um, or, or maybe. there's like a bunch of tips. Yeah. Or maybe I didn't even, I just wanted to be nice to that girl and, and give her a cigarette. And I was like, oh, there's a door that's unattended. I'm like, I'm going to go now. Um, I got there by following someone there who was like a mysterious person in a hood who's like working with all kinds of weird glowing technology um, oh yeah because i i found a computer ministry guy who like was messing with a fuse box and it exploded, it exploded. And knocked yeah. him down and then some random person came and picked up a disc from the ground right next to it and i'm like i want that disc and so i followed him back and he just went into the shoe store oh yeah i she, think I'm not it's sure. a she yeah, she. I think she just went right into the shoe store, and I tried to follow her into the back, and this woman's like, "You can't go back there." Yep. So, so eventually, at some point, some road will lead you to the shoe store, and that's where the um the group is, 
and you gotta you gotta get a hack tool and um you gotta learn how to use it and then you have to like do a, a test to get into the group and it's a pretty easy test i was like oh i gotta find all these people like actually that's um where i got stuck was i got my hack tool and i was like okay well i can either find um uh, the guy at the hotel whose name i don't remember the bellhop guy yeah okay yeah the bellhop guy yeah the, the bellhop guy who um who like fixes stuff around the hotel with his hack tool so he teaches you some stuff but i couldn't find him like as soon as i got a hack tool like he just disappeared from the game for a while um He's i probably like probably in his little like like water shack place he yeah. wasn't though because i kept going there to look for him being like well he'll go there eventually so that he can teach me how to hack stuff and he just wasn't there and i eventually like found him in a room in the hotel like like days later i was stuck i was stuck at that point for so long um and then he teaches you a little bit of stuff and sends you to the gardener yeah that's where i stopped was i was looking for the gardener mm -hmm. and the gardener teaches you some more stuff and I think I think those are like the only tutorial sections. And then you can go take the test, and it turns no, there's out also a guy that can teach you a bit by the radio tower. Oh, okay. I'll have to look for him. Um, but eventually, you go and take the, the the little test thing at the um, the Revolution and HQ whatever, um, which is really easy. And I was like, I I ended up feeling like I didn't really need the, the tutorial bits at all. Um, what do they have you do? You have to... Um, unlock a door? Yeah, you have to unlock a door. You have to, like, basically just go to one computer that has the name of the door displayed, and then on another computer, it'll it has, like, an unlock function, and you just put in the name of the door that you want to unlock, and it unlocks it. And then the second thing you have to do is... Pixie asks you to hack a cup of coffee on the table so that it makes her more attractive and it makes anyone else who drinks it um, smelly. So you make it alcoholic? Uh, there's there's actually like a smelliness trait. Um, yeah, you that, change the value of smelliness. Yeah. Okay. Which is indicated by like little black pixels of flies yeah, like, yeah. like that floating around me, your head. That happened to me when I woke up after drinking that grog. Yeah. Yep, that's that's smelliness. Um, so and, it's like if the user is pixie, attractiveness plus plus, else yeah, smelliness plus and, plus. And like that. and that one's easy because there's in the first room there's a computer that basically has the same functions except it's like if if user equals pixie, print hello pixie, else print hello not pixie or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you just can like like they they basically just feed you the code that you need. And then the third one, and the final one, is like Stupid. a, yeah, it's like a, a puzzle where there are four fish, and you control one fish, so you basically give it like, like, turn left, move forward, turn right, move forward, like, you know, each one is well, a like single logo. action. Um, yeah, and and you have to, if, if your fish moves onto the same tile as another fish, it disables the other fish, and vice versa, if another fish moves onto your tile... It disables you, so you have to disable all the other fish, and it's it's just sort of trial and error e. Um, and then you're in the thing, and honestly, like that's where I stopped playing. That's that's where I ran out of time because okay. I spent so much time being stuck, trying to find. I think his name is like Hank, maybe. I don't know. 
tank so. as a character. Okay. Is, Maybe that's... Is, is he the bellhop, though? I think he might be. Is that the... No, oh, I think I Hank's the guy in the radio tower. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, I... wait. Maybe he's the gardener. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Could it's be one... anyone. <laughs> it, really, it really could be anyone. Yeah, they, they, like, ask you to remember a lot of the characters in the world, but they're very difficult to tell apart in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's, like, some specific feature that, like, is easy to recognize, like the bellhop uniform. Yeah. Um, or, like, Pixie's, like, her outfit's distinctive enough. Like, she's got enough pieces to it yeah. that it's it's sort of easy to recognize her as opposed to everyone else. So, so after that, Carl, what, what happens? <laughs> with, uh, with the... Well, you sort of, you go on a quest with Pixie. Mm-hmm. Into the mine, into a factory by the mines, and you're supposed to do something. I don't really remember what. But... <laughs> that's fine. It probably you're involves. You're supposed to find some data, I think. Yeah, it probably involves hacking a thing, so that's fine. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and, and then you go back. And you have to like find dirt on on the like major of the city. Oh, have... yeah, there's, like, they, they talk about that person a lot, like, the, there's some mayor person who's not in his office because he's around doing something possibly sketchy. Hmm, I, yeah. like, never got any dialogue about that, but that's cool. So, you go into, you sneak into his apartment, <laughs> and uh, you find a sex doll or something. Oh, dear. <laughs> Scandalous. And they don't really do anything with that. They just laugh at him and <laughs> send you to the next quest. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Is to follow the like person that owns the computer ministry, or like mm-hmm. is the chef, not the mm-hmm. chef. The chief. The chief. <laughs> Close enough. It's it's the same word in French. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you pretty much follow her into. Casino? Oh yeah, there's that weird like ship, ship yeah, casino gambling ship. place, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And that's also they don't really do anything because <laughs> they don't find anything. Hmm. Just, just basically spend the evening until Pixie says, "Yeah, let's go." That sounds like Pixie just wanted to secretly go on a date with you. <laughs> Maybe. Pixie also has a boyfriend. Does anything does anything happen with that? Yeah. Okay, does she break Next up? Part, okay. You meet you go somewhere and Pixie like wherever, wherever you are, she chases you down and tells you her bar- boyfriend has been kidnapped. Oh no. Oh no. Ivan. <laughs> and uh, you go or rather he's taking some tests for the ministry or something. Mm-hmm. And gets sapped with a giant laser beam oh, and disappears. Dear. So then you have to like find him. Yeah, find him, and he's on the internet. Oh, uh-huh. is he in that weird space that you can get to if you go inside the um, the fuse boxes? Yes. Okay. Hmm. The... the internet. That that was like one of the last things I learned how to do before I, um, before I stopped playing was I was like I wonder what, like. Given that it, when I touched that super weird fuse box in the shoe store, I like went into some bizarre cyberspace. Mm-hmm. Let me like see what the code actually looks like. And I'm like, oh, this is just 
slurping, I guess. So I just like went and hacked a bunch of fuse boxes to let me slurp inside. Slurp is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the graphics inside inside this like web are super bizarre. <laughs> it's very like Tron or Res or like yeah. Slurp is basically you can teleport to any computer. Yeah, that's what I I I, I did a little bit of get anywhere. I like I tried to go on the thing and it was like you're under attack and I had to retreat. I think well, you, you have can, to. You can make your own by connecting to the computer. Ah. And slurping, mm. and uh, also some places are protected. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And you have to like break their security system. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, okay, but so so. So yeah, boyfriend <laughs> is is zapped. Yeah, uh, you go into the ministry. You go into like her. Secret place, taking an elevator that only she can get to, like a level, and then you find the hearts, which I would guess is the like security system. Okay. And you have to like break it, and you can slurp into the computer there, and you there's some computers that's located on the internet. Okay, that are like terminal only kind of thing. Yeah, so you kind of walk around there and you find uh, Monad, who is the oh. chief of the thing. The, I, mm -hmm. I found a digital trash about the three Monad laws. Yeah. And if you if you hack the um, if you hack trash cans, it most things that you throw into a trash can will just get deleted. But if you drop like a key. Or I think like a floppy disk or something, it gets like t teleported to wherever Monad is. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, her apartment also has like terminals that go into the internet. Hmm. And you find Ivan. You can then you meet Monad, and she, if you meet her, she saps you, and you wake up by the shore. And if you go there again, you die, and the game is over. Oh, good. <laughs> and if you... She also, like, tells you to take the boat away. And if you do that, the game is over. Jeez. But you can, like, use stuff to teleport Ivan away. Hmm. And so... then you will go to... And if you, like, take him, him, he's sort of corrupted, too, so you have to uncorrupt him. <laughs> You take him to Pixie, and she basically tells you, "Nice, now you should leave the town." <laughs> and you leave the town, and that's the end. It's the end. Huh. Is there an? Is there? Are there any endings where you end up with Pixie? No. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Like, I I was worried that they were gonna try to do like the because they sort of present her boyfriend as being kind of a dick. Which which feels really cheap. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be with him. You should be with me because yeah, I'm such very, a good guy. It's a very eighties movie. Yeah. In that so, way. So that's that's good. I'm okay. I'm okay. Also, with... I will say that uh, the ending is bad, but it sort of works because when I got to the ending, I felt like I had destroyed the world completely. <laughs> Every door in the world was going to somewhere else. <laughs> You just messed like, that I was place just up. teleporting around the place. <laughs> like I've just I've ruined everything. 
And I, I just felt like I was leaving a broken town behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that easily happening. Like, already, like, even in the early hack stuff, I'm like, I have a lot of potential to, like, leave this place really damn broken. Yeah. <laughs> I can break However, stuff They recently so released a patch that the uh, NPCs fixed doors. Because oh. that was a problem I had because every NPC ended up in Monad's uh, <laughs> workplace. <laughs> well, that's good. That's because I, I was sort of um like looking at the the Steam uh like conversations on it because I I was trying to find um Bellhop Hank or whatever his name is. <laughs> Um, I was like, like desperately looking up, like where does he go? Um, and eventually, I just found him on my own. But yeah, there was there was a lot of talk of um, of doors being a problem. NPCs the game going to is a bit buggy. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I definitely like stood on top of somebody's bookshelf <laughs> at one point by accident. Um, and I was like, that looks incorrect. I, I tried to screen cap it, but then I forgot to, like, paste it later. Could you walk down? Yeah, I was able to get down afterwards. It just teleported me to the ground in the next spot. So... Because I got stuck on tables a lot and had to, like... I could save and load, and it put me back... Oh, that's good. ...outside the them. Yeah, I would... I would... The thing would happen to me where I, like, go through a door and suddenly... You just can't do anything. Like, you can't save, you can't load, you can't move, you can't go back through the door to fix yourself. It just, like, is a fixed camera, and and you just have to force-close the game. The door and, just uh, broke you. Yeah, basically. Um, like, Shit, and this was, like... Huh? Go on. Oh, I was gonna say, this was, like, at the beginning before I even had a hack tool, so it wasn't like I had hacked into the... Hackened? What? And, uh, <laughs> I, I, had, I had done hack into the door. Um... <laughs> It, like, it was just, it, yeah, it was just a bug that happened when I went to door sometimes. I never got that one in particular. I had a couple little oddnesses. There were definitely times where, like, it, the game wouldn't let me talk to people. Like, there was a talk dialogue, and I tried to talk to someone, and I just couldn't talk to them. Or people that, on other, like, in another building starts talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one where I, uh... I started talking to someone and then I went into the hack tool during the conversation and I couldn't click on anything in the hack tool because the dialogue options were in the way. Oh no. <laughs> and then I, when I exited the t hack tool, like it responded to the dialogue options as though I had like selected that dialogue option. <laughs> well. So it's Should we mention that the camera is awful? Yeah, maybe. I yeah. mean, it's... This is a pretty, like, how many people made this game? It's not, like, a super... It's basically just one. Yeah. Oh, was, okay, yeah. It's not a super, like, advanced game. It has a very indie feel to it where it's, like, you know, there's a lot of rough edges to it. The The camera is one and the bugs are one. Um, the complete lack of any kind of coding tutorial that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they, they basically... I, I honestly like the fact that they just do like proper tutorial yeah, yeah i mean i like the I, I the thing of like hey here's a cube like changes color and here's how to do it like that was okay but it, like it doesn't if, if the goal is to like teach you coding it doesn't really do that it like teaches you a couple examples of how to do specific things yeah i um I know there's the um the manual that Hank has which yeah. is which is strewn about on many many discs 
and I um, and he, he passes it to you like after he teaches you the first part he gives you the the like manuals part zero and he says like here you should read this and you can ask like oh is it like is it a good read like is it you know is it entertaining and he's like nope it's super dull and it is. Um, it is. It's super terribly written manual yeah. on like how to code. And um, th- that was actually another thing that I found on Steam that was super helpful was just a compiled, like a compilation of all the text on all the discs of the manual, just so that you have it in one place that's not your inventory. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was because you don't have a whole lot of inventory space. But yeah, we should. We didn't actually talk about that mechanically. We should mention it. So you have an inventory mm-hmm. where you can carry like a dozen things or so yeah um, it's something like that and you you can pick up a ton of things in the game like there's a lot of interactable objects but not all of them are useful um so i i kind of like that as an innovation in the adventure game genre so rather yeah. than like let me just put all this weird random shit in my inventory because i will clearly need it later it's like there's a bunch of weird random shit you can put it in your inventory why would you? Because it's weird random shit. There's no good chance you're not going to need it. Yeah. Um, yeah and so, like, you're not going to use every object you can pick up. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. a, a lot you of it is... Use, when you can hack them, it turns into a different board game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, I know, I never did this, but I know, you like, if you have any key, you can just hack that key to be able to open any door. As long as you know the name of the door. Yeah. Or actually, one thing that I brute force it. Yeah. Um. One yeah. thing that I did find out is, if you have two modifiers, you can hack one of them to be, um, of any clearance level. So you can just immediately be able to find out what doors yeah. are called. That's actually how you get higher clearance level. Yeah. You just hack one. Um, yeah. <laughs> they tell you that in the resistance group. Yeah. Mentioned. How nice. Yeah. That's you cute. just it it gives you like um. I don't know. There's like a numerical value thing, and it's like, if it if it returns true, then it'll then it can hack you know whatever object. But you just change it so that it always returns true, and it's like, okay, now you can hack doors with this crappy little modifier. It's yeah. fine. That works. That works out well. Mm-hmm. I, I do like the open-endedness. Um, yeah. So let's go back to that. We started. We touched briefly on that. Like earlier um this idea of like the exploration and like the wandering and how open it is do you want to do you have like something specific you want to say about it or no i just it's like i feel like it would be it would be nice for someone uh who is not like me who does not really know anything about how to code at all um because <laughs> you know if you know what you're doing you can basically just do whatever as long as as long as it's you know supported, um, which I feel like a lot of stuff is, um, and I, I'm guessing I think you can skip like whole huge sections of the game that way too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can basically just go get your first modifier and then go into the internet and finish the game. Yeah. Um, which is which is kind of nice, but um, yeah, I I like that they like sort of don't lock you into place based on what. Sebastian knows. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. So like a lot of the game is just wandering around and finding out stuff about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in the beginning, like what you know and what Sebastian knows is basically the same because you're both on the island for the first time, and that's kind of a you know that's a nice conceit. Like 
for why you don't know anything is like this is a new place you know like it's got new weird strange rules and you're discovering it along with the character Mm -hmm. Uh, but like so much because so much of it is based on like character routines and being in just like having to be in the specific right place at the right time much of the game ends up just being you wandering around and like talking to people that you happen to run into and trying to figure out like where you go next to progress the game Mm -hmm. I found I had a I suffered a lot from having no idea what I was supposed to be doing or having only like a, the vague sense of what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's a game with like very clear goals. It's like, Oh, there was a guy here who came, who was looking for you. He probably went down to the cafe. So you're like, okay, I have to find the cafe, but then you get to the cafe and the guy's not there. And so you're like, okay, well, if you're slow, if you're slow, which I which I was because I, I had a really hard time navigating the place, so mm-hmm. I like it always took me ages to get anywhere. Where it, I was it's supposed to really be. confusing layout. It is, yeah. like, and, and, the, and the map doesn't help because the map doesn't tell you where you are. It just shows you the space. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't tell you where you are, and it only has like a handful of landmarks on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to be close to one of those particular landmarks to do anything with the map. Yeah. Um, but it's. So it always took me ages to get anywhere, and by the time I would get there, the thing I was looking for would be gone. So it's like, okay, well, you have to just wander around until you happen to run into this guy that you don't know what his name is or what he looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And good luck. I I think that's why I ended up getting the soda selling job, because, like, I got to the island, and I had a goal. It was like, okay, go to the hotel and find this guy. Okay, I'm going to do those things. And I, I did actually end up... Um, finding the guy not too far from the hotel probably purely by chance did I did I manage that um, but you know and then I tried to I tried to be a soda salesman for two days before I realized that that just wasn't working out because nobody wants to buy your soda because everybody's drunk <laughs> yeah I tried so hard to be a soda salesman I really did <laughs> I like Sorry. to point out the fact that it's interesting that you can always skip this quest you can miss them mm-hmm. <laughs> like the date with pixie you can miss that and you basically oh like the the go the going to the party thing yeah 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 you probably could i yeah I... that's probably why it's so vague is because you have to be able to kind of move on even if you've missed any of these major goal points mm-hmm because yeah. the game doesn't just stop if you miss these things it like it keeps going whether you noticed it or not. <laughs> yeah, and you'll probably run into Pixie later and be, she'll be like, oh, hey, where, where were you? We were supposed to go to that party. But, yeah, which is which is also probably why there are, like, five different people telling you to go to the shoe store. Yeah. I think, yeah. oh, I, I just remembered where who told me to go to the shoe store. I was trying to sell soda to the lady who owns the hotel, and she was like, I would maybe be more willing to buy soda from you if you like if your appearance was was better. Like maybe you should go buy some new shoes. And that's what sent me to the shoe store. Okay, anyway. Just as an aside. Yeah. I love the fact that you can meet Pixie before she arrives at the bar and you just go to the party without oh, nice. going to the bar. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I didn't do that. I saw her at the bar for the first time. Um, that's cool. The uh, yeah, I I don't know. I that's the that romance is so like weirdly 
stapled on. Like, he just sees her and is immediately in love. And then, like, everything in the future is about her. And then nothing happens from it, which is yep. fine. I'm fine with it that. It isn't but... really that focused about her, though. Well, I feel like it's, it's like... more like he wants to, like, do something. Well, and... it's... I guess it's just that, like, everyone you talk to from then on has a dialogue option about Pixie. Yeah. Like, so, I've yeah. been thinking about Pixie a lot lately. <laughs> um, although my absolute favorite thing um, was when you meet her at the uh, at the bar and she says something about how, like, Ivan's gonna be at the, at the yeah. wave. And your dialogue options are Ivan question mark, Ivan question mark question mark, Ivan question mark question mark, <laughs> and then like Ivan with like just a ton of exclamation parts and uh, and question marks, and it was it was amazing. Yep. You you can just you have like five dialogue options that are just asking his name with various <laughs> degrees of incredulity. Come on, come on, Sebastian! Don't you know all the good ones are already taken? Mm -hmm. Duh, obviously. I want to talk about the dialogue. Yes, yeah. let's the do that. The dialogue is amazing. <laughs> it's it's That's very it. offbeat. It's like... It feels genuine. It feels real. Th there are a lot of parts where I feel like... Like, I'm assuming this game was, like, was in Swedish first and then translated? Or is that not the case? I'm not sure. Okay. But I can talk about this, too, because I really like this. Yeah, like, I mean... So it has, it has Swedish dialogue, too. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I saw yeah, a little bit of that. Of doing either. Yeah, this, so... And the thing is, I've never, ever in my life seen a game with good Swedish dialogue. <laughs> not <laughs> only the first one. is it good, it's one of the best dialogues I've ever seen. Yeah, I will, I will grant you, like, the dialogue does feel very, like, human instead of, like, the weird roboticness that you usually get with most game dialogue. Yeah, I agree with that. Th there are just, like, a couple of, uh weird little bits where it's like I feel like this is maybe a translation thing but either way like when when somebody tells you like laters L yeah. number 8 ERS <laughs> I think that's actually the same thing in Sweden <laughs> nice <laughs> um but the uh there's like if you if you if you like say something that's slightly odd people go like uh okay or something you know like they they respond to you in a way that it's like oh you said something kind of weird, or also, it's there's a lot really of like dialogue options because <laughs> it's not really options. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's... more defining a character. Yeah, mm -hmm. you get you basically have usually not always but usually you get like three different things to pick from that all say the same thing in a slightly different way. Yeah, um, like a guy reads you his poetry and you um, you can say like uh, okay that's interesting or you know in in a like clearly slightly wary tone or you know like oh that was really good mm -hmm. or sure okay yeah you know like you, you know they're all technically saying positive things but they're like three different tones of like you either liked it or you didn't yeah i, I feel like i i played sebastian very um very like timid all the time sort of very unsure of himself I played him very like naively enthusiastic <laughs> like he didn't like read into any sarcasm or any like <laughs> so just like hi there my name's Sebastian it's a pleasure to meet you yep 
Um, but that I thought that was kind of cool the way you get you get like good characterization options via having multiple dialogue options without them actually having having to write different NPC dialogue because it all all the conversation paths basically lead you to the same place. Yeah. It feels efficient. Um, I was always so surprised in this game whenever something happened. Like, whenever I, I clearly stumbled into, like, a piece of story, like, at the rave or, you know, like, I the bellhop teaching me something. Because it, it felt so much of the rest of the game felt really organic with, like, the dialogue stuff where it's like, oh, this is just a game where, like, I wander around and, like, I, the player, come to certain conclusions and, like, make stuff happen. But, like, the you know, the character is just going to be the same character the whole time. And then all of a sudden it would be like, oh, nope, here's a cutscene where the character learns about a thing. Yeah. It it was interesting. I, I don't know. Like, there, there's a guy, he blew up a, a fuse box <laughs> accidentally. Oh, no, that some guy took a disc. What What's going on? Yeah. I actually, when that happened, um, I, I happened to have had saved, like, immediately before that happened. So... When the guy came and picked up the disc, I just reloaded my save and I stole I stole the disc. What was on that disc? Uh, I don't remember. It was it was like some information about the ministry, I think. Okay. That I, I don't know if you can actually do anything with it. Oh yeah, there's tons of floppy disks all over the game. We didn't actually mention talk about the there's, floppy. Yeah, disks. there's lots of floppy yeah. disks and lots of different um, rough computer programs. Yeah. My favorite one was the choose your own adventure story in the the shoe store hideout where you are a clock tower. Oh, I don't know if I did that one. That it's it's adorable. It's a little text adventure where you are a clock tower and your goal is to get to the city <laughs> and be a clock tower in the center of the city and so like you leave your little architects and like walk through the landscape and use your bells to like climb mountains and cross bridges and stuff. That's cute. I liked the um the movie movie title generator. I didn't that, buy that one. That that one is it it's just oh, sort of did you play the game what's it called? Sheath or you have to you get a word and you have to guess if it's a sheath or something else. I didn't play that one, no. Hmm. I'll have to look for that next anyway, time. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, no, um, the, the movie title generator is just on some random computers throughout the world. Like, you just kind of have to find one. I don't... I think there's one in, like, the office at the hotel. Um, and yeah. It just generates random movie titles? Yeah. Or... yeah. Yeah, you just hit enter in it, and it, like, strings together a few words from a, from a, from a word bank and gives you a movie title. Um, That's cute. Or there's like there's like a version of um, Lunar Lander, I guess, would be sort of what the game is. Um, I can tell you a story behind these games. Yeah. Yeah. He basically posted on Facebook and asked if someone, if people could make games he could put in his game. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's a lot of people post doing. Oh, so it's kind of crowdsourced. That's cute. Arcade game. That is really cute. Um, and then there are a whole bunch of floppy disks with just... Digital trash, yeah. as most of them are called. Yep. Some of them have drink recipes on them. Uh, Some of them have, like, weird poetry or journal entries or yep. just, it's like, someone's weird HTML for their website. <laughs> yeah. Nini's, actually, the, the, the girl who's at the counter at the shoe store. That's her weird HTML page. Mm. The picture of a pony. Oh yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, it's I I I don't know. I felt like a bit I think this is used. Yeah, I I think this is maybe partly my like profile as a gamer. But like every time I found one of those, I felt like I immediately had to go read it. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't just have content be there that I'm you know that I'm just intentionally skipped. I agree. Um, and so that ended up being like kind of a time sink because before you find the hack tool, you have to go back to a terminal where you can read a floppy every time you find a floppy. Yep, which and, is yeah. tedious. And then your inventory is full of floppies. Yeah. And you got to so get the, rid of them. Yeah, that place right next to the hotel that's like an abandoned, like, um, I don't know what the place is, but it, it has like a floppy terminal there. Yeah. Um, had floppy disks all over the floor. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I just kept dropping them after I'd read them. Yep, I, I used that as, like, a dumping ground as well. I had a couple places where I just, like, would throw my shit. Yep, my, my room at the hotel was one of them. One thing that's nice is recoding the trash cans to go to your apartment. <laughs> oh, that's true. Nice. Yeah, that would that would have been... I probably That would probably have been what I would do, and then I could just throw away anything and, and keep it. Yeah. I thought about doing that, but then I didn't want crap all over my, all over my uh, Tiny hotel, room. hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish there were Should better we options about for storage. The most brilliant scene I've seen in a while. Is it Which the one with the bathroom your... door? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That go for it. Your hotel room, and you end up in the bathroom. Yep. You, you go. Wait a minute. My room is a bathroom. <laughs> what the hell? And then you leave, but you exit. You you. You exit through the door you came in through, but it takes you out a different door. Mm-hmm. You you come out of into the hallway, like from the bathroom exit, facing like the door that is supposed to be your ho- hotel room door, and you go, wait a minute, and then I you just so confused. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and then you know you, I think inevitably you try it a couple times, and then you go, this door does not lead where this door is supposed to. What the fuck? <laughs> And then you go talk to the hotel lady, and she's like, "Oh, is that happening again?" Like, what? Yeah, that door must be broken. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yep. And then she has to call the bellhop to like fix it. Yep. It's like, ah, it, again. Let me call somebody, and we'll get that fixed. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a neat little way to to sort of show you what you can do with the hack yeah. tool eventually. <laughs> yeah. Introduce the concept of like things in this world are like hackable and don't necessarily like conform to the physics you expect and like that was a that was a cute moment i think mm. that was well very well done there, there was another time where i was i was just sort of walking around looking for somebody probably and um one of the guys from the ministry was was hacking into a light pole and if you talk to him about what he's doing he's like ah some vandals like like changed the code of this light post to like be different colors and it and it was it was like glowing random colors until he fixed it, which I thought was cute. I, I, was I always walking around turning every lamp into like a really really bright pink. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a couple times. I think just being a vandal in that game is actually probably like a fun way to spend most of the game. Mm-hmm. Just go around and just alter the code for everything in the world. Um, sorry, Kelso, you started to say something. Oh no, I was I was yawning. Oh, <laughs> I, I had an early morning this morning, so ah, that's all right. Um, but yeah, no, I like 
I definitely, if I'd played longer, I probably would have done um, the like beer drinking, all all, all non alcoholic beers, <laughs> just for the hell of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, then see people drink and see what happens. You can, also... have... you can like make an object you have. No, that shouldn't work. Yeah, I don't think most objects have the like increased drunkenness. Um, uh, function on them. Yeah, but I was thinking about getting an object you use on alcoholic beverages mm. to remove the drunkenness. Mm. But I don't think you can interact with other objects onto drinks. Yeah, there's no like use blank with blank. You can think. you can use beer with stove. I did that at one point. Oh, I that's interesting. I broke the beer. Oh. <laughs> I used beer with stove. I tried to use beer with stove, and it said the stove is not on yet. And so I'm like, okay, turn on stove. Use stove with beer. And there was like a shower of like sparks and smoke. And I'm like, whoop! I broke the stove. It's so like went in and hacked, and like sure enough, there was a, um, you know, the like huge like error with a bunch of just random characters in it. Um, and so I hit the like reset object button, and it was like drunkenness 50. I'm like, wait, I'm hacking the beer. The beer is what was broken. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's another thing. If if you hack an object with invalid code, the object starts smoking and spraying sparks until you fix your code, yep. which is which is a good way of um indicating of like, indicating you have an error. yeah. <laughs> it's that nice. Was pretty cute. Um, there was shoot, there was one more that I was that I was going to mention that was kind of an oddball thing. Oh no, I wanted to ask about logo. Did did either of you find and or hack Logo the turtle? I I found him and I I looked at him? his code, and I I didn't I didn't do anything with it, but I was like, oh, that's cute. I was wondering if there was anything special that I could be done with Logo. I didn't actually check code, Logo. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, a cute like little movement script. It's like you know if if you can move like turn randomly and you know wait for some amount of time and. It's like the fish puzzle basically. Um, similar to that, where he just sort of moves in a direction for a while and then moves it. I like that you can put Logo in your bag. <laughs> yeah, you can carry Logo around. You can just like carry this turtle around. But I, I guess I, I guess... carried him for quite a while, and then I was like, "Ugh, I really need the bag space." But I don't want to just drop Logo in the middle of town, so I went back to the garden <laughs> specifically to like put him back in the garden. That's good. Did you make him shine. Probably. I don't know if he has that function. He does have remote function call. So then you probably then you should be able to... Yeah, you should you can probably call pretty much any function on yeah. him. You Wait, can make him make noises. You can, you can break the internet with him. <laughs> probably. probably. Magic turtle. I love the fact I was stuck at the final puzzle and then I was like at the heart and I was like, What do I do? And then I looked at the title of the game. Oh yeah. There <laughs> oh, you go. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I like this game. I think I'll probably eventually finish it. Or at least spend time, like, you know, t turning all of the cigarettes into, I don't know, into something. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like this is a game I would have really enjoyed if I were in a period of my life where I had more free time. Because it's a game that really demands, like, exploration. Like, you have to be willing to just wander around and try stuff for a lot of the game. And I just uh, didn't have the patience for that as much lately. Yeah. Like, I was like, ugh, I like, I, you know, this is all really interesting, and I'd love to explore it, but I really just want to see what happens next in the game. So, like, 
how my you know i was frustrated that i couldn't figure out how to get to like the next story beat yeah i i had sort of the same thing where i played it i started playing it like while i was still on break from school and i had all that free time and then i went back to school and i just like i just didn't have enough time like i didn't feel like i ever had a large enough span of time to be able to really make progress in it so it's really slow paced it is which i enjoy it's just it's just a matter of having the time which i don't right now also one thing i should be ashamed of it took me like 15 hours of (laughs) game time to realize that there's no round objects in the game oh that makes sense is there a specific reason for that I think, I mean, I'm guessing it's just because, like, oh, everything's supposed to be data. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I was, was, like, looking at it, and I was like, there's, like, like, CDs that are square, and the cigarettes are square, and... Yeah, and and all the beer cans are square. That's just because the art style is basically 3D pixels. Yes, which, let's talk about the art style. It's, I like it a lot. It's yeah. it's very boxy and extremely colorful, and I just like the colorfulness of it. It is very colorful. Yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like it's it's got that sort of like discordant color scheme, where everything is just so bright that it if sort you of like competes. The colorfulness of the I can recommend checking out the artist for this. Who did oh, this. cool! Yeah, I, I would be into that. I can link it later. Cool. Yeah, that would be good. It's we amazing. We can put the link in, uh, like, the forum post for this. Yeah, because I, I like... It's also the one that did the concept art for Hotline Miami. Oh, okay. Cool. That, just, makes, yeah. that makes total that, sense. Like, now that you say it, it's like, duh, obviously. I, <laughs> yeah. I like the, um, the bit where all the characters, like, under their eyes just have these, like, bright spots. Instead of, instead of like, sad, dark circles under their eyes like I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sebastian's eyes are, like, weird technic- Like, I assume he's supposed to be wearing sunglasses of some kind, but they're, like, weird technicolor, like, pink and green grids. I think that's just what the uh, what people's, like, under eyes look like. Cause, that's just what their eyes look like. Yeah, because, I, like, I remember seeing, like, some, like, portraits of people on the walls, and that's- there's just, like, like spots of color underneath their eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't- I don't understand why, but it, uh, it looks cool. <laughs> so. It also has a bright red nose. Yeah. Yeah, that... yeah. People's noses are like little separate blocks on their face, usually of a different color. Yeah, it's like that Animal Crossing nose, sort of. There was a lot of Animal Crossingness about this game. Yeah, uh, like I, I actually haven't played Animal Crossing, so I, I shouldn't like be talking about it as though I know what I'm talking about because I clearly don't. But um, it felt like if I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Animal Crossing has a lot of this like people in town have their routines and you like have specific appointment times where you like go to meet with people yeah it's it's i feel like it's a little more structured than animal crossing because animal crossing like um all all of your villagers like they go to bed at a certain time and they wake up at a certain time and the rest of the day they're just sort of around like i don't think they necessarily have like like Bob goes like wakes up at 10 a.m. and he goes to the store for two hours and then he hangs out around his house for two hours. Like I think he's just sort of like, like they just sort of wander and sometimes you can find him in town and sometimes you can find him around their house. Um, it's not a very big area, so it's mm-hmm. never like that much of a chore to find them. Um, and then people can come up to you and be like, "I'd like to visit your house. What time can I come over?" 
and you have to like give them a time and if you're not there and you see them later they'll they'll say you know i went to your house and you weren't there that sucks and then they can invite you to your to their houses for the same reason and and if you see them later after ditching them they'll be like i waited for an hour and you never showed up (laughs) it's so sad um so yeah it's like games that guilt trip you into uh appointments with yeah digital animals yeah i i usually just decline to make the appointment in the first place and and it's like less guilt trippy than if you don't show up um so yeah it, it is it, there are some similarities um in that respect it's i think i think else heartbreak is a little more structured than animal crossing which i guess is good because it's such a bigger um area if people had could be like anywhere yeah yeah, it would be impossible yes. to find anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's the the place is so big, like there's so much space to wander around, and it's so easy to get lost that like you pretty much have to have a specific place that you're going in mind. Yeah, and try really and hard most to find of the spaces it. are like completely useless. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places where you just sort of you wander by, and there's like third, you know, I don't know, three or four houses. And they all belong to just random NPCs who you can find around the place and talk to with, like, two lines of dialogue. And mm-hmm. that's where they go to sleep at night. And that's where they keep their drug packets. Yep. I gotta say, I love that detail in the game. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that like kind of everyone stuff. Everyone has a house and things in the house. I, I like it, but I kind of wish... Um, I would have liked a little bit better um, queuing in terms of like if a building is important in some way it should stand out more yeah like the shoe shop was pretty good about that because it has that giant sign on the front that's supposed to be a shoe that looks like a pipe um (laughs) did the shops next to it too yeah but so yeah so did the shop next to it and like all the houses that are like important houses look just like every other house on the row Mm -hmm. and i actually like i was in the place where the hotel was for a good 20 minutes before I noticed that the sign said that it was the name of the hotel. And I'm like, oh, this is my hotel right here. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, I, I agree with that, definitely. It's, so, it's... like, they could have, like, colored some stuff differently, or, like, if, if everything wasn't so colorful and just, like, one or two buildings were really colorful, or if one or two buildings were somehow not really colorful when Or if you have, was. like, one color that signifies, hey, this is a place where you need to be for some reason, like... If, if you just reserve, like, pink for that and just have a big pink thing on every yep. building that you, that is, you know, relevant to the plot. Yeah. I think that would have been, uh, would have been very handy because it was just so hard to find anything. Mm-hmm. There were times when I, like, and, and there's a tram where you can go around the place that's not helpful at all because you, like, yeah. don't know where it's going or what the stops are. Yeah, I always saw that, and I was like, maybe I should get on there, and I never did. There were some interesting conversations I had with people on the tram. Oh, that's, um, that's probably worth checking out, at least. Yeah, so, like, I ran into some interesting characters on the tram, but <laughs> I never was able to use the tram to intentionally get where I was going. I guess that's accurate. The tram is really, really useless. <laughs> I guess that's accurate to real life, though. It's like the peop the people you come across while you're riding the bus, like the crazies on the bus that you meet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and there's there was times when it was um, when I would like people would give me directions someplace, and they'd be like, "Oh, turn right at the radio tower," or like, "Go down to the ferry," and it's like right next to that, and I'm like, 
I don't know where that is, and it's not on my map. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I... Like, there's no signpost for it. Like, I had a hell of a time finding the radio tower, because I had to do, like, a random quest that I don't the think... The guy who's like, shit, I'm running away from people. Find my bag. Yeah. I took that quest, and then I couldn't find the radio tower. And eventually I went back to the guy, and he's like, did you find my bag? And I'm like... No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I eventually found the radio tower, and you get there, and there's a there's a guy from the ministry there, mm-hmm. and you, you basically have to lie to him and say, like, oh, yeah, I'm the owner of the building, and he'll be like, oh, well, I need you to get your papers to show that, you know, this building is licensed. So you say, okay, I'm going to go find those papers and I'll be right back. And you like go pick up the case and then you just walk out the building and nothing happens. But if you, if you don't lie to him and don't tell him that you're the owner of the building, then he kicks you out. And if you go back in, you get like zapped and you lose like 15 minutes of game time. You just like wake up outside. <laughs> it's such, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it becomes a more common mechanic later. Oh, is is it just like a like a security measure type thing? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. There was as there was something similar where uh, I walked in on a guy at a sandwich shop, and he's like, "You're not supposed to be in here. Let me go get the paperwork to." to file a report about how you're in here when you're not supposed to be. Wait right here until I get back. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that same, that same thing I happened actually, to me. I actually waited for him for a while, but then he didn't come back, so I just left. I, I waited long enough um, for as long as it took for me to steal all of the sandwiches <laughs> because I thought they might come in handy, and it turns out they didn't, so I ended up throwing them all away later, but I had but a lot of sandwiches thing you for a said while. With the papers. I also love that when you first when you meet the soda salesman guy, mm-hmm. he asked for ID. And you're like, I don't have any, and he's like, okay. And then he lets you be a soda salesman anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna. I feel like there's more to this soda salesman job, to this soda company that they're not telling us because, like, the soda salesman just wanders around town all day, and you can talk to him and say, you don't seem like you sell a lot of soda. And he just has some, you know, nondescript response like, you know, I, I, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff to do. And you never actually see so him my, selling my soda. Dog, my dialogue option was, so how are the soda sales going? And he always says, fine, thanks. <laughs> if you Great, hack the soda, you can tell that they're tracking the soda, I think. Oh, Ooh. I never, I actually never thought to hack the soda. I think I, I always had a couple in my inventory in case I wanted to like, in case I saw someone who I thought might want to buy a soda, but that never happened. Also, <laughs> did you fix your bank account? I didn't yet. I was, I was going to try to do that. Um, I just needed to find a fi- finance computer. I think there might be one in the radio, radio tower. I feel like I saw one in there. But yeah, you can... Um... I accidentally got the debt of $100 million. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I kind of reported that I sold a bunch of sodas. And they <laughs> just took money and just assumed that I've gotten the money. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, if, if you hack your credit card, it, it, it shows you where, where it draws your bank balance from. So then you can go find, like it says finance computer. So you go find a finance computer, and I'm assuming you can you can hack your your bank account so that you have infinity monies. 
but I, I didn't get around to doing that. Well, you just kind of have infinite money anyways. Uh, does, do you, does it never penalize any, you? Is there anything you can no. spend money on? Like Yeah, lots of not... things. The, I, hotel, I not... the hotel room is one. Well, they yeah, they automatically deduct that. Um, but like after that. There's like, a I, modifier. I never... mm -hmm. You can buy a modifier. Booze at parties and bars. You can buy coffee, I guess, at the hotel um, and stuff. So yeah, all right. It, but I mean... Do you ever need money for anything? Can you ever buy anything? Like, I guess the modifier is useful, but like... Yeah, but you can have an infinite amount of debt. <laughs> so it, it doesn't so matter. it doesn't matter at all. Okay. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of like little not mechanics that didn't actually affect the game at all, why is there a tiredness mechanic? What purpose does that serve? To drink coffee. <laughs> I think it's uh, actually there to promote the concept of hacking coffee for <laughs> people because it's such an easy thing to do if you're not familiar with programming. Yeah, I guess that's true. You go like, I can hack my coffee. What does it do? And you just increase the number. That's yeah, true. Yeah, but the drunkenness one sort of serves the same purpose. Like, there are a lot of things that are simple to hack. Like those little, you know, color cubes and the lamps and like there's plenty of easy to hack stuff, but like there's the the tiredness is like you you can wander around and certain things make you more tired, like running and I don't know, certain foods probably. Um, and certain things make you less tired, like drinking coffee. And you can't sleep in a bed unless you are tired enough. Yep. And when you are too tired, you can't run anymore. You can't fast move. And eventually you just pass out. Why? What? Like, that, this game would may, be, like, absolutely no different in any way if there was no tiredness mechanic. It's just a, a slightly annoying thing to keep track of. I mean, I, I feel like that sort of fits in with how everybody else in the game goes home and sleeps eventually. So it follows that si not Simon, Sebastian should also do that. Yeah, I guess, like, if everybody else has a tiredness stat, maybe you just have the same stats as everyone else. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I, I agree. It, I, I sort of got to a point where I, my tiredness was, like, sort of weirdly offset with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So I, like, couldn't fall asleep until four in the morning, and I couldn't wake up then. Because it just sleep, sleeps you for, like, X amount of time. And I wouldn't wake up until, like, 2 in the afternoon or something. And I'm like, well, now I can't do anything because everyone is, you know, at home or something. Yep. So, so game speed mechanic. Is there? Oh, you can change that if too, you, huh? I think if you take drugs, the game goes faster. Oh. But you I, can also change objects to do that. Yeah, I, I never I never took drugs because I'm a I'm a I'm I'm not a rule breaker like that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried I took some of the snooze or whatever oh, it is. What is that? It didn't seem like it did anything. <laughs> so this is a Swedish thing. It's is... tobacco. Oh right. It's okay. it's those you have it under little... your lip. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's a chewing tobacco. Yeah, it's it's, it's sort of like, like that. But it's not like loose. It's I've 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 had this once because there was a time a couple years ago when not like a couple years ago, but you know, at some point since I've turned eighteen, that that was like new in the United States and a lot of brands started selling it. But it's like a little, a little like I don't know. It's almost like a like a tea tea bag type material. 
full of tobacco and you just like kind of put it put it in your mouth it's like tidier than than regular chewing tobacco i guess i don't know okay i i didn't i didn't get it <laughs> i didn't understand it's really common in sweden by the way yeah okay. I've, I've heard that yeah well there were tins it's of it all the over same, the same uh, amount that's that's smoking huh yeah it's uh it, since it is called snooze i thought snuzz but i i assumed snooze i thought it was going to be like a drug that would make me more tired oh that makes sense that was my that was my conclusion but then i tried some and it didn't seem like it did anything so i'm like yeah. i don't know I, I I don't I don't think it does do anything because I know if you smoke cigarettes like if you hack a cigarette there's it doesn't have any effect associated with it so you can like you can put in whatever oh, you want. It has. Does it? I think it has smelliness. Oh maybe <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like I looked at cigarettes and there wasn't anything associated. Smelliness makes sense. Like that 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 makes perfect sense. But maybe I just wasn't looking. Maybe it's only some cigarettes. I don't know. <sighs> I know there's beer that actually doesn't give you drunkenness. Interesting. Yeah, yes. the, all the beer that I've hacked. <laughs> Kyla brand beer. Kyla brand beer, drunkenness zero. Because <laughs> it doesn't, it's not that it increases or, beer doesn't increase or decrease your drunkenness, it sets your drunkenness. Oh yeah, that is true. So you can just set your drunkenness to zero and then it's like anti-alcoholic beer because if you're already slightly drunk when you drink it, you're just sober immediately. <laughs> I wonder what happens if you if you are negative drunk. Huck asked if that was a thing you could do. I didn't actually try it. Mm. I don't you know just... if you can set drunkenness, if you can be hyper sober or not. I don't know. I guess I guess I guess that's something we can experiment figure with. out later, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everybody, play this game and tell us what happens if you get negative drunk. You, there's no option in any at any point to change the size of anything that you're hacking, is there? Like, you can't make things like vis visibly bigger or smaller in the game. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Ah, it's a shame. I was hoping I could make Logo big enough to ride him. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> That uh, that's some problems. <laughs> that's another thing that I actually really like about the hacking interface, um, because it's it's basically just a text field, mm -hmm. and you put in you put in your code, and you can compile it, you can undo whatever the last thing is you did, um, and you can reset it entirely. But if you thank God for that reset button, that's yeah, that's, that was like a necessary thing. Yeah, but um, if if you go in there. It gives you like suggestions for um, functions, so there's just like a big list of this is all the stuff you can do. Like these are all these are all the functions you can call, which is really helpful. Um, yeah, these are just, the functions on this object. Yeah, basically. just in general, um, is just a suggestion of. And I assume if something has the remote remote function call function, you can call any function on it. Is that correct? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So. That's nice. Stuff, the stuff that can call things remotely is broken. <laughs> Logo is one of them, so... That's good to know, in case whenever I need that. This is a game that you can absolutely break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and probably not just in friendly ways either. I, like, I'm sure there are ways to, like, accidentally crash the game or make it, like, un unwinnable or uncontinuable if you're not careful. <laughs> Probably. Probably, but I feel like it should be 
Like, if you play around with it, it should happen more often. Yeah, or like anything you screw up, you should probably be able to fix, but who knows. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it say. actually doesn't. Hmm. It, they have done a really good job with not letting the player crash the game, I think. Yeah, I, I feel like there probably yeah. had to be just a massive amount of playtesting. Yeah, I guess there aren't really any functions that do... Well, I don't know what happens if you put infinite loops in objects. I don't know if you can put... Maybe they only have four loops, so maybe you can't put I infinite will, loops in objects. They object. will... Like... Not allow that, I think. Yeah, I mean, sure. do they do they even have while loops? Maybe they only have four loops. Yeah, they um, have while loops. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> infinite looping is the is usually the easiest way to break things. Yeah. Like, I remember in um, when Seanbo was playing... Um, the hack and slash game um like when you when he put an infinite generation loop in something like that spa like spawned an infinite number of objects like it gave him a like you have destroyed the game world resetting game <laughs> kind of message <laughs> i'm pretty sure it just won't compile uh that's interesting because like you can't there's no guaranteed way to catch infinite loops um like there's there's no I mean you could probably do it um there's no statistically uh or like mathematically um provable way to tell whether or not something is an infinite loop you can make like pretty good educated guesses but um yeah like if you're curious about the mathematics on this if you're that sort of person you can look up the halting problem um which is like a big problem in computer science but uh, yeah, so, like, I don't think there's any way that they could technically guarantee that there would be no infinite loops in any of the code, but maybe they just have a thing where it, like, simulates it, and if it loops more than a certain number of times, they just say it's infinite, and they don't let you do it. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. But... That's, uh, that's stuff for something, someone smarter than me to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, so, let's, let's briefly touch on how this game is for people who haven't who don't know anything about coding that's me um it's i mean i haven't tried to do because like i said i i got into the secret secret club with no problem whatsoever mm -hmm. um and haven't tried to do anything beyond that but i feel like there's if there's anything you don't know how to do that they're asking you to do there there are enough clues within the objects that you have at your disposal to hack that you can sort of cobble together okay. a, a rough approximation of what you need to do without much difficulty is sort of what I felt like. Do you, do you feel like you learned any programming in the yeah. course of this? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that like once I go back and have more time to play it, I'll, I will eventually feel a little more comfortable with it. But at this point, it's sort of just Frankensteining together code from other bits of code I mean, um, to be fair, that's how a lot of amateur programmers learn to program is yeah. by frankensteining bits of other code yeah together, so so i don't i don't feel too bad about it but it's it seems really intimidating before you actually start doing it like i said i was sure that i was not going to be able to you know complete the test to get into the secret club i don't know what they're called so i'm just that's what i'm calling them the secret, secret club. club the shoe um, club yeah <laughs> And then once I got there and started to do their little test, I was like, oh, this is like nothing. This is all all of the information that I need 
is here in this room or within this set of rooms. So it's fine. Yeah, they they presented less like like understanding coding and more like puzzle solving. Yeah. And more like like here's a puzzle, you know, it's got some rearrangeable pieces. Rearrange the pieces until it does the thing that you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is is sort of a way of approaching it. Yeah, that's that's interesting to me because I had looking at looking at some of the like sort of dense programming type jokes that were involved in like the stuff I was hacking, I thought like this is gonna this is just gonna be impossible if you don't already know coding. Um, I but think it's... they do a really good job at making sure the player can play it at, on different level of skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it seems like it someone seems who's like an expert at code can break the game and do whatever they want, but mm-hmm. someone who isn't can do small things that have pretty large effect. Yeah. You, and they still feel like they're doing something reasonable, basically. Yeah. And, and they can still progress the game, which is the important part. Yes, definitely. And I'm, I'm sure they give they sort of like spoon feed you little bits that you'll need, um, as you need them. So it's not like, here's this thing that you have to know how to do. Okay, do it, without any sort of. It seems like they discourage you pretty hard from reading that coding manual that's in on all those discs because it's they, like yeah, they might. inconvenient to get to it. It's really like written in an incredibly dry way. Um, like I think they have that there just in case you put the game down and sort of forget like what you're capable of or if you really like if you need to look up something very specific it's it's there if you need it but you shouldn't air quotes and need it I guess it's sort of what it feels like to me because yeah I never I looked at it once and was like nope <laughs> yeah it's 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 more intimidating than the actual tasks that they have you do. Exactly. <laughs> like I I had sort of skimmed it a little bit and was terrified of of the secret club uh quiz test thing mm-hmm. which I had no reason to be. Nope. So better or worse than um hack and slash at teaching coding? Do you think? I still oh, don't gosh. know how to code in hack and slash. Yeah, I've I've that only was played confusing as hell. Yeah, I've only played a little bit of hack and slash. I feel like I feel like hack and slash is more just manipulating variables, whereas this makes you actually write code for things. So I'm sort of inclined to say that this is maybe a better, like more holistic approach. But hack and slash is also, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, geared more towards a younger audience. I think that's true. Because I would, yeah, I, would I would not say that's true. But I think hack and slash has way harder coding problems. It might. Yeah, and I, I, I remember. So it's interesting. It, I feel like hack and slash has a weird balance curve that is yeah off the charts. Yeah, that that the introduction of functions in hack and slash like doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, like that, their abstraction is really for that is really really bizarre. Um, how they present the game before that. Yeah, so I I would say that to me it seemed like hack and slash was trying more to actually teach coding than heart dot break was, but it seems like heart dot break may actually do a better job of like teaching coding and encouraging people to do coding. Uh, overall. I would sort of agree with that. 
I think. Just because it, instead of like actually trying to teach you anything, it just gives you some problems and lets you try and solve them, mm-hmm. which ultimately I think is a better learning process. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives you all the tools you need. Open world aspect really helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can play around with more stuff. Yeah, yeah there's plenty of stuff to try you out. You don't get like stuck against a wall like you do in Hack and Slash. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's just there's so much stuff for you to experiment on in this game. It's it's yep. kind of great. <sighs> so, have we exhausted a conversation exhausted. on this game? Yeah, I mean, that's all I had to say. If uh, yeah. I don't know if anybody else has any other topics. I think um, I think really. I yeah, I think I've talked about I'm glad I'm glad that the romance doesn't work out in the end cuz it felt really forced and weird. And yeah. so it and like so it makes sense that like she wasn't that into him because <laughs> He was weird, and it was kind of forced. Yeah. I'm okay with it. And not even from, like, a like, like a gender roles sort of thing, where it's like, oh, the woman is the prize. Like, that... That's not even why. It's just, like, it. there's no... Like... That's the impetus for getting into this, you know, counter... Um, what is it? Like, counterculture group. But there are so, so many cooler ways to do that I feel like and it's like okay well we're just going with a romance instead I don't know I feel like that could have been a better lead in for it but really that's a, that's like a small gripe I think do we is I there I think that it really fits the character <laughs> yeah and I don't like disagree with that depends on how you play him to some extent but definitely fits my version <laughs> of the character yeah I, I, I did sort of do I, we yeah <laughs> Is there is there any merit in the idea of like because it's called else heart dot break? Is there any merit in the idea of like hacking or computer science as like a metaphor for relationships, or like somehow an exploration of relationships? Like, do you feel that the the heart dot break part ties equally well into the romance part and the coding part, or is Someone that just... gave them the title and they just went with it? That's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like this almost fits. Let's go with it. <laughs> if I was reaching, I would say that maybe it's supposed to be a comment on, like, the fantasy of, like, just being able to control absolutely everything. Like, you know, like, in romance, it would be nice if you could just, like, hack in and change the way, like, someone feels about you or whatever. But ultimately, like, that's the thing in the game that's not fixable. You can't end uh, end on, like, actually getting the romance. Yeah. I would say it's it's a pretty good title, besides the fact that it doesn't really catch your attention. Yeah, that's true. Well, it kind of does because it's so weird. Yeah, it's it's odd enough that like you remember it, but it's yeah, I don't know. It's a strange little game. If you're interested in a game about hacking and computer science, uh, and or you like adventure games, maybe we should try and get mostly walking to play this. Oh, that would be cool. I, think. I feel like it's very different than a lot of the adventure games they've played so far. Yeah, it's it's much less uh, tasky, yeah. I think. Which, mm, I don't know. I feel like there. I feel like that might not play well. But it would be somewhere between watching them on mostly walking and watching that time that they played The Sims on metadating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there were a lot of things in this game that reminded me of The Sims, uh, in certain ways. That is true. It does sort of have that feel. But you can't build pools and then take out the ladders. No. 
No, but you do like start to talk to people and they're like, well, I can't keep talking to you now because I'm about to go to bed and then they leave. You yeah. can't teleport them to a place where they get sapped all the time. Oh, that is, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but do they turn into a gravestone that you can then move to, uh, to your personal graveyard is the question. I actually read something on Steam that someone really didn't like the ending, so he made his own ending by teleporting Monad who's the bad guy to a place and then hacking a thing there oh, that no. sapped her like all the time <laughs> well yeah that's valid that's a valid ending <laughs> and then you were king of the world and could hack anything you wanted basically alright well that's that game that's that game now for our next game or should we say games games because it's about to be february starting yes. tomorrow yes god i can't believe it's already february i feel like that's a thing that old people say like oh i can't believe it's already current month ah <laughs> or current year yeah <laughs> well it's it uh we it, it actually worked out pretty well that we delayed this podcast for a week because mm -hmm. now it'll be exactly like starting in february yep. that we're going to be doing for in february hooray everybody get excited yeah, Yay. but and the thing is that we, along with everyone else pretty much in this community, have no time to do things, exactly. let alone play like four games. So... Wait, hold on, I'm looking at the calendar. It's a leap year! Yeah, there's 29 days. I didn't days. realize that. Anyway, sorry. I just, I got really distracted by <laughs> yeah, that. It's, it's an election year, that's how you know. Oh, it's always a leap year in election shit, year. that is true. Uh, how did I not make that connection before? Ah! Okay. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> So because nobody has time to do anything, we are going to be doing a micro four in February, which is games that are free and less than an hour long. Yeah, actually, I think most of these games are less than 30, maybe even 20 minutes long. Like they're, yeah. they're all extremely short games. So, Super micro. So that should be okay for everybody. Uh, because... And they're all going to be free, so you have no excuse not to get them. None whatsoever. Uh, except unless you don't have Steam, because a couple of them are on Steam. But... Mostly, you don't have any excuse to get them, not to get um, them. I think, I think you can get them all off of Steam, actually. Including the first one. Yeah, I I played that one. I downloaded it off of um, oh gosh, it was either Game Jolt or Itch Itch.io. Um, yeah, and I think you're right about the other one as well. So yeah, no excuse not to play these <laughs> games in February. Unless actually, the only excuse is if they're not um on available on Mac and you only have a Mac. I don't know if that if that is true or not. Okay. If, if any of the, I don't know if any of them are Mac or PC. I feel PC like that's exclusive. something that could really be true. Yeah, it, it is. That might be I true know, because they're all tiny games. At One least web-based, so there's no excuse not to play that. I think two of them are Windows exclusive, but the okay. other two are not. So, so you okay. should find. You should go to the library and find a Windows PC. Yes. And play this because you're going to just hang out there for half an hour. It's not like this is going to take you very long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. All right. So we're going to do, do them in sets of two. So we're going to give you two right now, and then we'll give you two in the middle of February. Mm -hmm. um, and you weeks. have two weeks to play games that are like half an hour long. So yep. find the time. Play yep. them as many times as you want, even. Yep. All right, Kelsa, do you want to name our first two games? Yes, our first game is... One that has sort of been making the rounds, so you've probably at least heard the name, because it's a very distinctive name, and it's a very long name. <laughs> uh, the name is Dr. Langaskov, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, a Whirlwind Heist. 
um, which is by... I'm sort of, like, bringing them up so that I can talk about them. From, from Crows, Crows, Crows. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the guys who worked on um, Stanley Parable, I think? Yes, the Stanley Parable. Yes. William Pew... Pew... I don't Pew, know how, probably. That's probably... <laughs> I think I had a kid in my high school who was named, whose last name was Pew, and it was spelled that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yes. Dr. So, Langskoff, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, colon, a whirlwind heist. Yes. And the second game is a game by uh, Jack King Spooner, who is a Scottish fellow who makes excellent little mixed media games. Uh, and he's made a whole bunch of games. And the game that we are playing is called Blues for Mitavinda. And I think that's all we're going to tell you about either of those games, because w- one of the things about extremely short games is that if somebody tells you what the conceit is of it, they've sort of ruined the experience for you. So we're not going to do that. It's just it's just faster to play them. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. You know? Yeah, if it takes us 20 minutes to explain to you what's great about the game, you could have already played the game by then. Exactly. So we might end up having a very short podcast uh, next time and the time after. If these games if, if we can't talk about these games for more than, you know, a half hour each which, eh, maybe we'll be able to We're I don't know. We're good at talking about stuff We are. <laughs> we'll see. We are We, 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 we find things to talk about. We may or may not end up with special guests, but we'll we'll find out by the time we record. Yeah we'll figure that out. That, that will also be something that we don't spoiler for you. Yep <laughs> You'll find out when you find out Yep. And probably when we find out too. Yeah, yeah when we know, because we don't <laughs> know for sure. Out. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, Dr. Langeskov, The Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, colon, A Whirlwind Heist, and Blues for Mitavinda. Um, links will be in the forum post, and I'll probably link them both on Twitter as well. Yep. So you'll see. Find them, play them, try them out. Play them. And we'll have two more very short games for you in two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy your February, people. Yeah. It's gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be it's gonna be full of games. Ever God, everybody's doing four in February this year. It's great. And hopefully our four don't conflict with your four. Yep. Because really These are these are popcorn. These are one sitting it's less than a hour, half hour of TV. It's it's there's very little commitment involved. Mm, yeah, so. I, I, I remember I spent one night playing a whole bunch of um, Jack King Spooner's games. I played like six of his games in a single night. So you can play one of them. Yep. (laughs) It'll be fine. Anyway, thank you for listening. Are we going to plug stuff? Games that didn't make the cut for for the Micro 4 in February that you might want to play anyway. Um, You Have to Burn the Rope Mm -hmm. is one of them. Uh, What were some of the others? There were a bunch of them. Uh, Gravity Uh, Bone. Gravity Bone and 30 Flights of Loving by Blendo Games. Um, The Yogg, I think, was another one. Yep. Uh, one f- 4 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m., uh, 1.40. Mm-hmm. Which we, we axed most of these games because a lot of them cost like a couple bucks. And yeah. for the sake of accessibility... Um, We're trying to go free. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Uh, yes, let's plug some stuff. Yeah. Um, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Um, on Fridays, I host and help run uh, One of Us, where people play games and it's great and I um oh no I'm trying to pull up the calendar so I can see who's next I should have done this um next Friday the 5th will be Jadats and he will be playing uh, Spec Ops The Line 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Which will be interesting because I, yeah. I have a lot of feelings about that game. And then uh, in a couple weeks... A lot weeks, of people have a lot of feelings about yeah. that game. In, in a couple weeks, uh, on the 12th, will be Pander, my friend Tessa, playing Hamtaro Rainbow Rescue. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. So, and then after that, um, from the 19th, the 19th is a Euro-friendly stream. Nobody has signed up for that. And nobody has signed up for any any subsequent streams for one of us. So sign up for one if you feel like it. And also on a non-scheduled basis, sort of whenever I have time, um, I've been playing, uh, continuing Omicron the Nomad Soul. So if if you feel like watching that, I've got a whole bunch of VODs up on YouTube. Um, and I guess pay attention to my Twitter and I will tweet about it like a day ahead of time saying I'm going to stream in a day. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not really big into planning these things out. Kyla, go. Uh, yes. Oh, that's, that's your As Twitter. As a matter of fact, <laughs> that is my Twitter at Kyla underscore go. Um, so yes, follow me on Twitter to find out, um, when I am streaming. Usually it is Sunday nights at seven. It will be tonight at seven and I will be continuing Majora's Mask, which I have been playing, yeah. which I'm eager to get back to because I didn't have a weekend the past couple weekends. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't stream. So today I will be remedying that and I will bring it back. Um, also featured today, um, if if I forget some, one of you two remind me mm -hmm. um, on the stream, the reveal of the mog the long awaited mog playlist. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, which I finally got around to putting together. So uh, so that's a thing. Look forward to that. Cool. Um, yeah, that's me. Carl? Yeah, I'm at Skug3 on Twitter. That's pretty much it. Yay! He likes to be Yay. bothered by people asking him questions about games. Yep. Someday, totally. your student game project will become the next big thing that... Um, that we play on the podcast. That, yeah, that we play on the podcast that all of the game outlets are talking about. Like, well, I can't believe this game was made by students. So watch out for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, guys. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being with us, folks. Yep. Have fun with these games, hopefully. And we'll uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Thanks. Or you'll hear us in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll see you. You don't know. <laughs> We're always watching. We are. <laughs> you can't escape. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. Bye.